This is the Hop Podcast. I think my I think I will not race next year. I'm already saying this. First I think, then I start to say. So now it's gonna happen. And 2020, I will come back much stronger to see who who's the boss. And just like that, Thiago drops the microphone. You heard that right. That audio grab is towards the end of, end of the interview, but he does mention it a few times. Chago is not racing in 2019. Obviously, there's a few things that could change to make him come back. That discussion isn't in this interview, but Chago is not quitting, but he's taking a year off to see what happens. And part of it is just another challenge. If there's another world champion, can he come back and prove he's as good as he thinks he is and beat that new world champion? And that's part of the reason why Chago has talked so much about how to become a fast racer and what he does in his training. And that is he wants everyone to improve. He wants people coming into this sport He wants the current riders, everyone to improve because that's the only way that the sport progresses. That's the only way that we can get faster and have more competitive racing. This interview is a good one. You're going to love part two. We get into everything. My inner downhill geekness comes out. We talk about all the finals from Newton, South Korea, Kosakoff, Killington. We talk about them all in a lot of detail we talk about how Chiago listens and how sound plays a really important part of when he's racing, why he's so fast. We talk about his tuck, and yes, he gives you tips on how to get a better tuck. And he basically tells you what he does, how he's always improving his tuck, how he has two to three tucks. He's got his A tuck and his B tuck. He talks about when he uses them, why he uses them. We get into his book that he writes all these details in that he travels with. We talk about how he starts a race day, how he found the team members for Quay, where Nick Brooms came from and where he met Pepe. We talk about all the sponsors, his new helmet on new orders called the Blackbird. We talk about how he sets up his deck It goes on and on. This interview has a lot of detail. I'm sure you'll be listening to it a few times to catch some of the stuff that you missed the first time round. And enough of the introduction. Here's part two of the Thiago Lesser interview. Thanks for listening. I really believe like my title was a lot of blocks to build the wall. Mm. A lot of blocks. Did you f- because that I know, like, if I want to keep doing, I can. Because it's not talent, bro. It's hard work, for sure. Like, I, I am no doubt about it. Like, I'm not sure if I will race 2019. I'm, I'm still thinking. I'm, I think I will not race. I'm more down to not race because I want to see who race in, on the next year and see how things go because... If I didn't have the brand, I would race again. But now my time needs to be very well shared because I think the next step I'm doing with Quay Wheels will change the brand forever. So 
I think I need to to take a year just to squeeze the the orange and make the juice because now I am B World Champion. I have the brand, I have the wheels, but I have much more to put out. You know, mm. like if in my mind this is just the beginning, and if I don't stop a year to make all this happen in the right way, I would do like not on the best way I can do. You know, that's the feeling I have in my mind. Mm. And like it's hard to me. Like so, you you not defend the title next year? Yeah, maybe not. But I have a very good plan. That's come back in 2020 and beat the next champion. <laughs> so I think that that's what we're gonna happen. Like see what happened 2019 and 2020 come back stronger than ever. I think also the inspiration. Is something very important. If you, you know, like now I am two times world champion. I won all the WCs I went this year, and like I can, I can do much more for the sport than just win. Mm. I feel, you know. So did you so feel? Did you feel going into 2018, like like that first Newtons race, that you had a good preparation as well? I think I will go there because Max Ballester is living there and I really want to visit him <laughs> as a big like Max is, is a brother bro. He's a brother from another mother. And he'd have to move out from Brazil to things get better because here was very hard times to make money and this stuff. So now he's in Aussie and I want to spend some time with him and the Aussie boys. Just free hiding, having fun, shredding, you know. I like. I, I think you guys will really see a different guy on the track next year because I'm feeling realized, bro. Mm. Something I I didn't feel like that last year when I was world champion, but this year I really feel like I really let my best on the track. So I want. So so that beginning people, of 2018. So the beginning of like this year, like it was you like had a really good preparation like you sounded like you worked really hard in the off season yeah like for next year I will not train so much for sure and how did, how did that Newton's race go down that final so that final was not the hardest final I got this year because even that I didn't knew the track uh, Josh have the best time, has the best time on the track, and I think on quarters we start to race against, and I got him on quarters, and also got him in the semi. So when we got on the finals, I said, bro, if if things go the same way, you you can get him again. So I I, I really knew I cannot lead all the track because if I was breaking the corners. So if I was leading and breaking the corners, someone would get me. And I got beaten a lot of times in the training leading. So I just learned, like, you cannot lead here. Like, if I had a push, a very strong push, I, I would down to take the risk to lead. But I knew I would not go so farther from anyone. So I just said, make the slide, make the way you feel comfortable. And doing that slide... I knew I would be able to control the distance very well because when you are breaking, 
if you take too much draft, you hit the guy. Mm. You you have nothing to do, or at least go outside. That was something that I I didn't wish in that corner. So I just put in my mind, yeah, do the slide and be so close. So that final, I remember, was like just seeing Josh Wills and very tight on him, and I make the slide. I I think even I didn't break doing the slide. So after the corner, and he wobbled doing the corner. I think he he pressured too much. So when when he wobbled and mistake, I was right there, and was just enough speed to draft him and pass him. But it was too early, bro. When I passed him, I said, "Fuck! Now everybody have time to get you because <laughs> this almost happened. Like Bassi almost got yeah. me, and I think he didn't got me because Pepe said I was changing lines." I was wondering, yeah, someone is drafting me here, so I was changing lines all the time. And when I did that, I make him and Josh hit each other. So I think because that move, they didn't got me that race. Yeah. It was crazy. And I think uh, Bassie said he hadn't really followed you down the mountain that much. That So he, I, I, I think he was unprepared of what you're going to do or maybe you just changed up what you did and it was enough that split second that uh yeah you know yeah but you know what i didn't knew he said this but i prepared this because when i race bro i don't like people to train with me because i want to be unexpected just as you said now like he he didn't skate with me so he didn't knew what i we skate once, and I was backing him, like I was checking him. Mm. But this is true. Like when you skate with someone a lot, you feel much comfortable, and I don't want people feel that with me. Mm. So you can have sure, like it's like me and Pepe. We train all day together, but he don't know my rage when I'm racing. Like I let some on the bag, you know, <laughs> like. I even like to to make him feel that he's getting me all the time. So then he got confidence, and it's much better to take someone confident, bro. Mm. Like when the guy really feel that he's the faster, nobody will beat him. That's perfect. Mm. So sometimes you have some strategies, crazy. And Korea was that the uh, was that the scariest race of the year? Yeah, maybe. I think. Let me see. Kozakov, Korea, and so I mean, Korea was raining. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. But what was that I think final? Korea like? was the. No, like the final. I was surprised to get in the final there. Not surprised. I was. I, I had the will to do it, but I was freezing, bro. I was freezing, and to Brazilian. You know, like it was zero degrees and rain a lot. We all wash it out from the rain. So I was shaking my body, just freezing. And on Philippines, I have a a knee that I I have some damage. I don't know how, but I was pushing on the qualifying, and some click happened. And after this, I was I was not able to push more. Like I was just giving four push and and stand up in the turkey. So. I was so afraid to not be able to push into on the race day because I didn't try it on the qualifying. I just keep quiet 
I saved my legs until the race day. Even on the first hit, I didn't push, so I was afraid to don't be able to push well, but I was impressed that on the final, I just pushed in front and go, and I didn't look behind, so I didn't knew I was open, but I was. And I don't know, like, I bet sometimes fear is very motivated for you because that race especially, I was afraid of the last corner mm. because it was a kind of corner that you go in a hundred and you have just one line. So if someone took you inside right in the face, maybe you fuck it because I don't know if you can handle the speed in outside line in that corner. So imagine the rain. Mm. Like, I was afraid in the dry. So when it starts rain, like... You know, I, wa I was on the room on the race day. And I, I, I think on Korea I have the six or nine time on qualifying. So I was farther, not the fastest. So I remember when when the race day arrived, we wake up and the Lua, I remember the Lua face, bro. When he saw it was raining, like he was with big eyes open. Like, yeah, this hill is danger rain. Everybody know this, but somehow I smiled because <laughs> I said, you know what? I train like 10 to 15 times in the rain. So if someone will get advantage here today is you. So just happened like I, I, I get really well daily in the rain on the track. I didn't mistake even once. So... The race went very smooth to me. Like some hits were tight, some hits not. But the final, I think Pepe would be my biggest challenge there because he trained as well with me on the rain. So we both were very prepared for the rain. Mm. We knew it would rain in, in one race of the year. Like at least one, it's gonna rain. So we make a deal. Like end of the year, that is the rain time of the year. Let's escape every day, and we did it. So we have the best rain wheels. We have very, like some people feel bad when it's raining. Like that day I just feel, yeah, now is my chance because on the drive will be very hard. So I think was it scary, but everything went so smooth. I was lucky. Mm. And no Transylvania this year? No, because I, I was wondering Transylvania was too much risk. Mm. As I already have a second and a third in WKS, I said, because you know what I feel? Every time I go out home, I stop my daily training. I train every day. And when I stop this, I, I, I become weak and weak and weak. If I stay a month in, out home, it's worse. If I stay two months, it's even worse. So I just, I knew Kozakov is a track that I was very fast and I said, bro, save everything for there because it's just about a few points, the WKS, the track is dangerous, so I just, I didn't went just to take out risk. I think this is something you need to do when you're chasing a title. Even on training, I was, a lot of runs I wish to go with everybody, but I was saving just to be far away from any crash possible, you mm. know. I saw Carlos. I think Carlos, like the the first year I was world champion, he, he got smashed training. 
he almost didn't race the race day because he got a very huge crash in front of him and then he had to crash. So this was a big lesson to me. Like this year I said, bro, take care. I remember even some friend calling me to run. I said, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was very careful to don't mistake. And as I said to you, like I believe in energy. So I think when you are in a position as I am right now, some people is not happy with that. So you need to even be more aware about stuff. You know, that's the time when shit happens mostly. And Kosakov, I mean, you've won it twice in a row. I mean, Bassi thinks that maybe you can't be beaten there. Is Bassi thinks maybe I can't be beaten <laughs> at Kosakov. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, bro. Like I, I was beaten before by Adam Percy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. two thousand and sixteen. That's right. right. And I, I, and I can tell it was a mistake because I wait for didn't pass anybody, and you know what happened? What? I was so afraid of Aaron. Because Aaron, Aaron likes to do scary moves. He likes to go inside when it's not the place to go. He likes to, you know, he, he loves to just go. And he was the four guy, so I was afraid to wait too much and then got cut it from him. So I, I stayed too close of Carlos and Adam. And when we start to corner, they open the corner. So I, I get sucked. I have to do all inside line and I didn't. My plan was load them, load them both and pass on the straight, just as everybody does. Mm. And I just got them very before, and I have to drag race Adam against Adams in the draft of Carlos. So I was not able to get it. So it was a very learning. And then, like the 2017 finals, I got Carlos. And when I have the opportunity to pass, I just pass. Not like last year, so I just learned it's better take the risk in front than behind. So was was very nice, bro. And like, so where did you, where did you, where did, you did, did you lead the whole way in Kosakov this year, or did you pass, or how did it go down? No, no, like when you race Carlos, bro, it's very hard to lead all the way because he will push in front. If I had his push, I would always push in front because. He let you away. He pushed 100 meters in front. He, he had a strange power, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> and he just made the same thing. Like He just let us there in the back, and I was able to push in second. So I, I, I was in a perfect position. So I was getting him at, at every corner. I was closing the distance. So when, I, we, when we went to the forest, I almost something very strange happened. I don't know why, but... When I dive to the corner, I lose the grip. And this almost make Bassi and Tristan get me. But they didn't get me. So I made the last corner before the straight. I said, yeah, the only chance is if you make it perfect now. So I make this corner very perfect. And I remember, like, on the exit, I knew I would get Calvin because I get out faster. So the very strange thing happened because... When I was going to pass Carlos, I think he started to change the line. He was going to the left. And then I said, no way to change the line. Now you go. You need to go even more to the left to, to have space to pass. And, and he kept it coming. 
So he kind of, he not threw me because he didn't saw me, but if without his team I was making my move, he would start to go to the left and I had to go even more to the left. So when I saw this, I said, bro, aim the edge of the corner because you you win more time in the front. Because when, when you cross someone and you just left the draft, people will keep on your back. Always I pass someone, I change my line or do something crazy. I, I, I am very light. I have 74 kilos. So I know a lot of people don't grip like me. So if I need to full tuck a corner and go inside and get out inside, I think I can do it. So a lot of times I do the hardest line as possible to nobody follow me. And this time I, I, I went very left very on the edge. Even me was wondering, I almost fell down. And I just heard some noise. I was wondering Carlos hit best wheels or something. But I didn't look behind. I have my footage. I think when I start to look behind, I just discipline myself like, tuck, tuck, tuck. <laughs> and then I come back. I didn't saw what happened. But then I start to listen some noise. And was bossy get getting to me. So was very gnarly, bro. Like... <laughs> Bass is very fast on that track. Yeah. I think I think he is like I don't know his power in the straight or in the flat is very strong and every line I was listening like yeah Bass is here like his noise is different he's a big guy right <laughs> So is that uh is that something that you do listen when you're in your tuck to hear yeah. what's happening Yeah For sure like a lot of times I see people like Pepe is one of these guys. Pepe doesn't know you are there. If you're going to pass Pepe, you need to take care because I don't think if he's too much excited or whatever, but he don't see you when you are going to pass. He can he can close you sometimes and is not intentionally. Mm. And a lot of time, a lot of guys does this. Like he he hit wheels with Kyle Wester. This year at Gravit Fast, uh, a lot. I think a lot of people just drive for themselves. And for sure, you you ask me a good question. I don't drive for myself. Myself is the easy job. I drive for the others. When I racing, I kind of know everybody. Where is it? And if if you're going to pass me. I know what side you're going because I, I can I can notice the the noise. So even the person because small person make some noise and bigger riders make more noise. So I knew Bassi was behind me. So you know the di- you know the difference between Emily coming up behind you and Bassi coming up behind you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like if it's just the same guys, I don't know, but normally I know the difference for sure. And like Pepe asked me this other day, like, how you see, like, because <laughs> I was passing him on the day and I just blocked the elbow. I see he coming, like, and we didn't crash. And I said, bro, a lot of times, I, ju- I think, like, I didn't crash any time on the season this year, even once. Wow. And a lot of this, I think, is because I pay attention. Mm. Like, when I'm riding, I, because that I don't like to ride with 10 people. Because then I don't have no idea what's happened. I like to control. When I'm when I'm racing against you, I know what you're doing. You know, I like to to have sure. 
Like, I even know, like, what you're thinking sometimes. I like to even, like, I know the guys, these guys have balls, these guys have not. So, these guys have fast duck heel behind me there or not. Like, I, I like to think a lot, bro. Mm. I think this is something I told you, like, on the race day, it's just, it's just relax. But on the race day, every time I get a hit, I make, like, the plan looking for the guys, like, these guys, I always, because, you know, like, every rider have what he's best, some guys have the tuck, some guys have the push, some guys is crazy cornering, like, so you know, some guys don't break for corner, so, when it's, when it's time to race, I say, yeah, so, you have two goofies, two regular, one is big guy, one is small guy, so it makes the plan easier when you know everything. I know some people just like, no, if, if I need to win, I need to beat all the guys, so wherever. Yeah, but I put all in the, in the, in the, in the, the calculate. Is, that, is this <laughs> something that you think you're doing more of this year, like this thinking it out and so forth, or do you think it's always been there? I think I always think my plan, but this year I was more prepared to do it. Mm. You know, like, you know, when you win one time, you, you believe in you, but when you win, like, five times a streak, you start to believe more in yourself, and that's the point I am right now. And so I think this year I was very relaxed with my plan. If your plan doesn't work... You found a way, you know. Mm. So I was I, ne I I didn't get me any time super tension this year to race. I was impressed because even on the finals at Killington, I think this year was so relaxed. I have some pictures smiling <laughs> or whatever. So I, I was really, really making making the most enjoyable as possible. So that Killington so race, um, I I sort of. I did mention it on Facebook. That yeah. pass that you did, was that something that you had been doing like all day or is that a place no, where you'd like no. to pass or, I mean, you were going so fast. Yeah, like I was not doing this all, all day. I remember the, because Killington was just four hits. So I remember the first hit was me and two guys, and the quarterfinals was me, Pepe, and Josh. And Pepe and Josh, to me, is top five, top three in the world. I think they both, they, they are, like, one of the fastest around right mm. now. So when I got that hit, I said, yeah, bro, now you fuck it. Now the race will start. You need to be smart. But when the race start, I didn't. I didn't wait that race. I, I said, you know what? I will lead the whole race. So Josh pushed in front. I just passed him so early. And I lead all the run that race. And they were right behind me on the line. Mm. So that course teach me, you know what? Maybe it's better you go safe. Mm. Because I know I can, I can lead all the way and maybe win. But doing that, I leave my draft. So I just make sure to 
that that finals was a strategy for sure. I knew the guys would go. I know the personality. I know how they think. So I knew the guys would go fast as, as possible. So I said, yeah, if they just make this, it will be perfect for you because I know I can follow them. And I even don't follow too close to don't have risk to crash. So I, I wait a bit. I wait like 20 meters behind because... Uh, Justin and the uh, Oscar, Oscar and Justin were side by side on the bridge, I, and then I said, "This can go wrong," so I open a lot. I wait, I wait very, very big distance. If someone crashed, to have a way to pass, and then then I got me, and then I just passed me from side after the bridge, and then then I crash alone, and then the hands almost took my wheels like I think I weigh too much and so they almost leave me out you know when then I crash I have to break the tuck and take another line to don't hit him mm. so when I look to front I just said like Oscar and Justin are going like they are too far away so I think that that hit especially after I Lock the tuck. I, I put so much pressure. I said, bro, they, they you're not get them into the corner. They were like so far away. So I just full tuck with all the power I have and all the training I made, fast as possible. And I think, I think that was one of the fastest pass I ever did in a World Cup. <laughs> like I was came like I, I remember when I just start feeling I was faster mm. because they were side by side living a big draft, but I was not in the no, draft. No, you weren't. I was like 30 meters away. Yeah, when I first, so watched, I when I first watched the video, it wasn't till the end when you stand up that I went, wait, he's in the lead. When, when yeah. did he pass? I didn't even, that's how yeah. fast you're going. It was fast. Yeah, like they, I don't know if they clocked the finals, but I think I, I one time I hit 70 miles on that hill, so it's, 115 kilometers, but I think that hit may be faster mm. because I never, I did measure with double draft when I hit 70. So with double draft as it was, like two guys, I made the perfect load. So was a good pass. Yeah, that was a good pass. Like I, I remember, I remember when I started to, to load, like, and the corner was getting close. So when I start to load, I was like. I make a very perfect move. Like I was all the time possible in Justin draft, and just in his wheels, I take to the right to pass. So it was a very good move. And you saw the the opposite line. Mm. After I passed the guys, I didn't took the straight line. I went to the odd because people after the place I passed, people would go for the other lane. To make it straight, so after I pass him, I just stay all the way in the right to make sure nobody would draft me. So then I got the lead after the pass because if you pass and make the guy line, the guy will start to draft you again, mm. fast as possible. So just when I pass him, I just went all the way to the right. I knew nobody had never did that line before because this is lower. But I was faster with the load, so I said, "Yeah, go to this lower line. Nobody will be here, and you keep going ahead." And that's what happened. It was nice. 
<laughs> so, I mean, in you've won there like three times, but in 2006, you slid out, didn't you, in the final on the last corner? You are going for the pass? Yeah, like that year. I don't know if it was the wheels I was riding or if it was the draft of Carlos because I was I had the feeling that year that even if I was behind in that corner, I would be able to pass after because I was doing I don't break too much for that corner. I can do a very well line there. But I think when I was behind Carlos I was too close to him. And something very strange happened. Like I think when you slide at 100k, you don't break just because you're sideways. You break because they are as well. Mm. So when I was behind Carlos and slide, I didn't break as I break normally. I think it was the draft. So I just slide and what? I don't know. Like I remember the, the the thought I have at that slide. When I start the slide, I got sucked by his draft like somehow my wheels iced out mm. and then I was like going to hit him so I had to keep to keep the board sideways so I lose I went outside the line because if nobody was in front I would slide and back fast so as I was going to hit him I had to keep the wheels sideways and I think somehow the wheels warm up more than used to and then I just iced out somehow like was crazy but was a good was a good fight. <laughs> so I mean, you you learn. Was that a learning point? Do you think, or do you think that was just racing? Like, was a learning point for sure. Like this happened at some two other times to me when I slide too close. I don't know if I slide different because I have a lot of ways to slide. You can slide with all your weight on the board. You can slide with all the weight outside the board. And that slide, I don't slide with weight on the board. I just go out my board, so it becomes much easier to put sideways when you don't have weight on the wheels. And then I put the wheel hooking up the weight. So I think Carlos was doing opposite because he was goofy. And he was doing a backside slide. So I think he was doing the slide to break as fast as possible. So we do... We did different techniques, I think, as well. So I just put in my mind this year, like, the two times you want to hear, you, you were in front in the corner. So this year I have this on my mind, like, be in front, make sure to be in front of the corner and be ahead because you don't want nobody to inside your line or whatever. And people have the skills to do this, this nowadays. So I just went fast as possible in the draft and try to keep the lead like ahead as possible and like very luckily I'll work it out well. So uh, you you mentioned before your weight and like um, everyone always sort of says that, you know, downhill is a big guy's sport but you're not that you're not a big person. Like, I mean, you're not like, yeah. like. No, for sure. I know this. Like, where you know, where do like, you think you sit? Are you like a medium? Do you think between like people that are racing? No, I think I think I'm pretty light because Pepe have the same weight as me and his is small. I think I have too much. I have one eighty two, 
to my size, I think I have small weight because I don't like fat, bro. I like to be very fit and very pound for pound, you know, in the body. Like mm. because the bone will not grow. If, if I became 82 kilos as I was in the past, my first win at Killington, I was with 82 kilos for the track. So when you are big, I think the resistance go go down a lot, and I don't have very very long heels to train here. So I notice every time I am he heavy, I start to get tired fast. So I just learn my body works well with the natural weight that is 74, 75 kilos. And I was world champion with that weight. So this year I didn't worry about weight. I just was with my normal weight just for Newtons. I put three kilos more. I was with 78 kilos for Newtons. But I think I see it. I, I think after me, just Martin Sigurds was the lightest world champion in the world because all the guys like Carlos, Adam Persson, Kevin Reimer, Douglas Lewis, all the the others world champion are big guys, nice. and I'm not. So do you think you've broken that mold? That like you don't have to be a big guy to win races. Yeah, I think normally a guy that has my weight is not fast as me on the straight and I think this is because my body is very special for downhill. Like I have a very thin chin that, you know, the, the tuck is a T. If you look in front, the guys, the shoulders and the legs. And I think I have also a very thin shoulder. So when like I really I really feel since they start because I was smaller than Max and Hugo Haddad and when we start we both three were dragon race a lot and I always won like even from the beginning I knew my tuck was special I don't know if the flexibility or maybe I have I, I noticed that I have a very big back and when you tuck in the back became straight mm. so I really think I have a little advantage of people doing this, but I also train a lot my tuck in the mirror. Ah. So, so that that was what I was going to ask. Have you always had a good tuck, or are you always are you working on it? Yeah, I think I always working. Even today, I don't know my best tuck because I never went to a tuning wind. I have like two to three tucks, and depends on the track. Like you saw. At Kozakov, my tuck was different than Killington. Mm. You notice that? Yeah. Because my hands was t grabbing the, the ass with in Kozakov, and at Killington, my hands were open out. And I think the the grabbed tuck is, is faster. But Killington is a long hill, and I was not feeling very strong on the race day. So I said, bro, use the, the B tuck. And then you make sure, because I didn't told you, but something very strange happened to me. I don't know why, but on the qualifying day, I was really trying to beat the record. And I was not able to beat the record. So after the qualifying, we had a whole day ahead. And I said, you know what? I will take all the runs. And I take like plus eight runs. And on the last run I was doing, I cranked my leg on the inside part 
that part you need for tuck. So I cranked my leg, I almost crashed, I had to stand up, I was like, holy fuck, what the fuck is that? I never crank when I skateboard. And I got a very huge crank that even after I was feeling the crank, not the crank, but I was feeling the point like something wrong happened mm. with my leg. So on the race day, I just put in my mind, this could happen again because I didn't have time to recover from like a heavy skate day. So at that race especially, I was very relaxed talking. I think just for the finals when I was like just one hit, so you just need to survive some seconds. So just for the finals I made my tuck, but I even forgot to make my best tuck because I was racing so relaxed to save the leg because if you tension, you do more power. And like you can be on the tuck in two ways, like doing power or relax. So that race especially, I was all the time just in tuck. Relax, not doing force, you know, mm. pressing the shoulders a lot and but I don't know, you, you ask about the tuck, right? I always tripping about the question and start to talk. But I train a lot my tuck, bro. My tuck is, I think, is the most special thing I have in downhill because I don't think I have nobody in this world that can be in front of me and I cannot pass. I f a few guys I have difficult to pass, but normally I pass like a bomb. So... People said about speed suite in 2017, so this year we didn't have speed suite as well. Mm. So I don't think it's leather, I don't think it's speed suite, I don't think it's wherever people think. I think it's my training because when I train tuck, I train looking from front and looking to back. So I know how the draft will be lead for the back guy and I know as well how I'm cutting the wind. So for sure I have a lot of tricks for the tuck. Like you can see my tuck is very good, but some maybe you cannot understand everything I do there. Because for sure when I train for a race, one of my trainings do a lot of tucking looking for the mirror. So when I don't have the mirror, I know I'm right. You mm. know? It's a kind of body knowledge. Because if you just do and see a video you can have a wrong tuck in that video or you can think you are doing the right tuck and then you have some some shoulder for there or some hands wrong. So for sure I know what I'm doing when I'm tucking. Like I think I have the best tuck in the world. And now my next challenge that is something that I will pursue with all I have. I really want to break the speed record. Mm. next year. Okay. So I, I will not race. I, I think next year I will be down to travel more for record media to see the friends to maybe race here or there. I'm not sure. Like maybe I can show up at Kozakov, maybe Killington. Special place that I like it but I will not spend all my energy to chase the title next year. But I like to... I like to keep skating, you know, mm. traveling more, doing these stuffs. So going back to the tuck, if someone's getting into skating, you know, if there's a teenager out there that wants to, um, you know, 
get into downhill and to start racing, what can they do to make their tuck better? I mean, if if a tuck is so important to you, it's something that they should be working on, you know, from a young age. How do you get a good tuck? Yeah. So the first thing is do tuck when you're not skating because my point is always feel comfortable. If you're comfortable, you can try new stuff, you can take some risk. If you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable and things is not go good. So when I train tuck, the first point I think is to be comfortable when I tuck skating. So I like to do sessions like this is my training. I do like three times three minutes and I do this every day before I race. So it's just a simple training. I do this every day, looking to the mirror. And Wait, every day you're doing that tuck? Every day. Okay. Not on the race days yeah. when I'm traveling, but when I'm home preparing myself, I'm watching videos from the race all day. I'm, Like I told you, I like to take every aspect of it, mm. even the mind of my opponents. Like I know my real opponents before I go out home. Mm. Like I know the fast guys that are chasing the points and everything. So every aspect, I have a way to train. And my my tuck is one of the aspects. And I think the best training you can do is do tuck looking to the mirror. So and how you know much break you, do you, know you do what is between the, So you do three reps of three, but how much break do you do between the three minutes? Normally, I do the, the tuck looking for the videos. So... You just do until you get so tired, and then you start to, 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 because like I think my training just start when I'm tired. So when I'm doing tuck and it's all good, it's okay. When start to burn, that's when like I keep it, because that's development. Mm. If you don't feel pain or nothing, you're not working your muscle. You need to, to break it, to make it better. So. I like to do, maybe I do more, four minutes or five minutes until really burns. And when I stand up, I even feel very good because the, you know, the lower body is the most biggest muscles you have in the body. So the endorphin that you get doing tuck is crazy. Try, try you sometimes. Do like the most time you can do a tuck and then stand up. You feel at the same time like endorphin injection. Mm. You feel good like... And then I just like wait for a minute or not too much until the legs feels good. I do some stretch between, and then I do again. Like it's a fast exercise. Don't don't you don't need to spend too much to you know. In ten minutes you can make these three sessions. And I don't like to do too much because if you do too much, when you go skate you're tired. So I never like to overtrain me. I just do soft train. Like it's more like I said to be comfortable when I need to do the movements. And do you do so, yoga or meditation? Yeah, I do. I do. I I made yoga for two years in a school, and now I do alone. So do you think that helps with I your tuck and your flexibility? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I have a good flexibility. Like if I can touch the foods easy and this stuff, some people are tight, and I think when you tight. You need much more power to do the same movement because your your how can I say your muscles hold you down. Mm. 
you know what I feel when I do a yoga session? I don't know. Like I said, I feel a lot. I really think I feel maybe more than normal people. I feel a lot of pain when I crash. I feel my, my feeling is, is very alive. Mm. And when I do a yoga session, I have the same feeling when you take the leather out. It's, it's, this is a very good comparison because if I do a one-hour yoga like the, the ones that you wet, you get tired, you push yourself, you stretch very well, when you stand up, you feel much lighter mm. because you stretch so much your muscles that they become loose mm. and they don't push you, you know, like your muscle always have the, the intention to be tense. You can see like with the age, you get tense and tense, less flexibility, less. You, you, always you win power, you lose flexibility if you don't stretch. So I make sure to be very flexible because when you do things with leather, you get so much tired. And I think the same if you don't have flexibility. If you do a tuck and you, don't, and you are doing power to be on that position, you get tired. I can stay on my tuck like forever. I don't feel tired when I'm there. Like my must, my body is free to be there. You Has know? it always been like that, or is that something that you've worked on? I think I'm working on a lot. Like I have been developing my tuck, like it's crazy. Now I think my tuck is perfect, but then I learned something, and I can do the tuck even better. So I I, I really have the idea to go to. I know the guy, I know the school that have, but for break the speed record, I will go for the tuna wind before. Okay. So I, next time I will make sure it's my best tuck because I never really tried in a scientific way. You mm. know? And so I'm stoking and to do this. Weights, training, do you think that helps? Your tuck? Weight? Yeah, doing your gym, your weight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for like weight is important, bro. If you like like I said, I really think my body helps me to get the perfect tuck because I know a lot of guys that have great tuckings not fast as me. Mm. So, I think I have skinny legs. I have I try to put my foot have a lot of tricks you can do in tucks. I I try to put my foot very straight. I always take care of every detail, and when you have a lot of details, the difference is big. So, but I notice when I have when I'm light, I became a little bit slower. So, for sure, I have a book that I I wrote a lot of everything I I really learned I put on that book. So when I race, I like to read that book, and I know all the tricks, all the skills, all the you know, things I learned of strategy, I have, it's like my Bible. It's the things I think is important. Even my bag having this book, like I have all I need to put in my skate bag, like a list. I have all the clothes I need to put in my clothes bag as a list. So I don't waste time. Need to think in, again, mm -hmm. you know. When it's time to travel, I take the list and just put everything is on the list. I know I'm ready. So and that includes the I'm, amount of wheels that you're taking, trucks, bearings, like everything. Everything, everything. 
even my medicine, I have some, you know, if I if I have a crash, I need painkiller, it's all there. Like I said, I like to develop, so as I now, I know I will make, for sure I want to race the tour again in life, so the next time, just take that book, you'll make very easy. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if you just need to think by yourself in everything again, like I said, there's so many aspects, so many lines of thinking that if you don't note what you learn, you you get lost in, on your learning. Mm. So I, I do this the same for the wheels and for the things I'm working here. Everything is noted. So what does a what does a race day look for look like for you? Like if you're waking up and you're you've got the final of a World Cup event, what does that look like? Do you have a certain breakfast or a certain morning routine that you do? I like a lot to take a very good shower in my race day, listing my best songs, songs that that brings to me some emotions, you know. Mm. Like I always I always list Mac Miller best day ever. <laughs> this is like a curious song, but I like I just feel good and I remember like I always put I like to listen Juicy that Big Smalls it was all a dream it's always musics that bring me emotions and it's crazy like after that shower it's just as I put my army clothes then it starts after when I open the door to go for the day then it starts and I don't know the race day I don't eat too much it's something very crazy like I cannot eat too much because I have a lot of adrenaline and I don't feel hungry. Mm. This is very crazy. And on the race day, I don't lunch, I don't do anything. And I already know this. And because that, I make sure to be very, to eat very well before. Because on the race day, I know it's going to be the race day. And I like, like, I don't know, but this year, as I knew before, I maybe would not race next year. Mm. I was really enjoying and to me the the thought was in my mind all the time was today's gonna be a skate day. And I think the best day of my life is when it's skate day, so <laughs> I'm very happy when it's race. <laughs> like like I said to you, I really believe that the time to put my performance on the track is the cherry of the cake because this is easy. Like I skate every day, it's just it's just another run. Mm. But it's a run that I I'm thinking very well. Normally I'm not thinking. Normally it's just a battle whatever it goes. Mm. I like to I like to lose man. I like to lose a lot of runs. Then I know what to work, what not to work. So here in Bello we just I'm preparing now Pepe for the South American Championship, and we didn't have a lot of opportunity to skate, but when we skate, it's fast, and it's, it's like, I, I think if someone from outside came to skate with me and Pepe right now, they would be impressed, bro, <laughs> because we have a, like, I know how he rides, he know how I am right, so when we you mix this together, is a crazy battle because you have confidence to be very close. You have confidence to go inside. You know your brother will not 
you know, is, is not the final. A lot of times we do some things that is not able in race. And we said, bro, you're not able to do this, you know? And yeah, no, this is strange. <laughs> it's like, you know, so we shoulder a lot. We're ready for whatever, bro. I really believe Pepe will have a great journey ahead for the South American Championship. I think he's ready. Let's see, like, how he will take care of his mind there because to me is the most, like, the body operate, but the mind control. So I bet if you need to work in something, work on your mind. It's the better result you came from the mind. So let's see, like, now he, he trained all the year, and now he's the South American. So we from the team, Coelhills, are very stoked to see what this boy is going to put on the table. So if you don't, if you don't race next year, who's your tip that's going to win the world championship? Is it Josh or is it Pepe or are they too close to? I, I'm not able to say this for you now because I don't know if I race or not, but I believe in Pepe, bro. I think Josh is a very good rider, but I think Pepe experience with me, mm. not just with me, because Max Balesteros teach me a lot, and then Dalua teach me a lot. I was with a time with Kevin. I was. I have. I'm very grateful for the opportunity I have to to skate with the big guys, mm. because this teach me a lot, man. I stayed with Dalua beginning of the year a lot, so. That will prepare me for the the championship for sure, and now I'm doing the same to Pep, and he and he have skills by himself already, so it's just like the extra, you know. So I think if I if I need to bet my money in someone next year, I think Pepe will be the world champion next year, and 2020 I take it back. <laughs> That that's what I think it's gonna be the future. <laughs> I love it. Like I'm just throwing my money. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So okay, Pepe, how does a Brazilian skater get to where Pepe is? Like, who did you find Pepe? Was he just at races? Like, there, there's so many good Brazilian skaters. How does one get above? or the others, to get into that position where he is now? So I think two points. I, I, I can I can easily think in two points that makes Pepe where he's at right now. And I think the first point is because at that time I lost for good or two times. Pepe was training with me. So all the journey I have from to grow up, to be a better rider, to, to, to get the first World Cup. Like that time I was on fire. And all the learning, all, all, all we put the four, we, we kind of prepared together. Like we, he knew it was my time and like we, we kind of was preparing me to do this. So he was trying to beat me every run and then he started to beat sometimes. So... Then, then a battery starts. So when Pepe tried to beat me sometimes, and then I, then I put in my mind, yeah, now is a good train. 
and he's goofy as Guto. So we train a lot together. I remember when we were skating, like Pepe did. Pepe is, these days, I remember like someone said, yeah, today is going to have a sash. Who is down? And Pepe was asking, Thiago is in? Like, if I didn't skate, he didn't skate too. Like, we, we get in the point that we want to skate together mm. because we were the most powerful rider we, we could find to train each other. So I think this makes... Like, I really love skateboard, bro. I think... When I think when I see people beside me, I I always see they don't love as me because like now I'm working on Quay Wheels for three years, two years to release no one year and a half to release and now the brand have one year and a half. We just released like middle of last year, so almost one year and a half. And three years from now, I didn't take one dollar from the brand. Why? I could take it. But I really want the future. I don't want the brand to pay my, my, my dinner with my girl right now. I really want the brand to develop. So when I do this kind of stuff, so I see how I love the thing. Like, and I think this express in my training as well. Because if you call me any day and, and I'm not working, I will be down to skate. And Pepe is the same. Maybe he's a little less than me because when I was 20, I was crazy. I would skate all day, every day. And he's not like that, but I'm still like that and I have 29, almost 30 years old. So I really think I really love the thing. I put a lot of effort and Pepe, Pepe came with me in all the journey. So beside his side of training, he's very dedicated. He's very aware of physic part, of skills, of everything. But... Beside his part, we have each other. So I don't think in other places in the world people train like we train because even if we don't skate too much, when we skate, is like so fast. And are there any other young Brazilian skaters on the way up that you got your eye on? Are there who so, who else is in your who else is in the Quay team from Brazil? Is it just you and Pepe? So, yeah, no. From Brazil is me, Pepe, and Max. Like and Max. Max is not from Brazil now, but he he was. Yeah. So from Brazil is just me and Pepe. Uh, and you got your eye on any other I, young Brazilian skaters on the way up? I have the eyes of in in everybody <laughs> to see how they develop, but I. Like, this is something very strange to me to say, James, but a lot of times I see people saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but then the first week came and they did give up. And mm. someone stay for a month yeah. or two months, and then they give up. It's, it's a very few guys that have the, uh, the will mm. to keep doing, keep doing, keep doing. And I think I really see this in Pepe. Mm. Like when he lost, I see the fire in the in his eyes. Like he get upset, he get you know. So I think this is a very important ingredient in the portion mm. to to become a like the best as you can. I, I'm not sure if became a world champion. Let's see. Like, but I think this is something that a lot of talent riders don't have it. Because it's a lot of sacrifice and job to be on the tour mm. and save the money. 
to have this, I think this is the most issue that you like I, I heard the other day Max Cap saying like I know a lot of riders that would be world champion but where is the riders? Mm. To show up you need to be much to be a world champion I can tell you. You need much more than just be a good rider because be a good rider is easy. That's the easy part. That that's the chair of the cake. But to prepare yourself, to sacrifice yourself, to save the money, to make sure you be ready on the race day and not crash on the training, have a lot of stuff you need to deal to be the world champion and makes everything goes good. So I think Pepe is absorbing everything. I think he have this advantage above everything that he's with me now, and. Like me, Max, now Nick Browns from US. Nick Browns is flying. Dude. Yeah. Like I was very, I know, I know before, but I was very happy to see his develop this year. Like he's becoming fast as me. He's now, nearly in so the top ten. I think no, he made qualifying faster than me in both races in US right now. Mm. So he's fast. He's pretty, he's a pretty fast boy. How did you find and him? And he just have so is a is a pretty good history. You like this, like Max Ballesteros. He is a very he's not perfection. He's like sick, but Max, you you not see Max saying good about a lot of riders because Max have a very good style. He's fast. So one day he came to me. He was living in San Diego, and he said, "Bro." I never said this to you before. Listen to me. I found a boy. His name is Nick Browns. He just said like, bro, his name is Nick Browns. I think he's the most talented guy I ever saw. What? And then I said, really, man? Yeah. He, and Nick Browns were like 13 and 14 that time. And I said, really, bro, who is the fuck Nick Browns? Like, <laughs> and then I started to follow him and check him. But I didn't believe. And he said, bro, he... He's a guy that don't drink. He's a he's a different teenager. He's a very you know very cool down guy. So I think he's a guy that is possible to be the future on the sport. And then I said, okay, I want to meet him, but I just keep looking. I didn't say anything. And then Max one day he he called me again and said, bro, I'm keeping looking for Nick Browns, and I really want Nick Browns on the team. And I said, bro, if you're saying this, you never said this to me before. If you're saying this, it's done. Like, Max, I, I really know Max from a long time. So when he said that, I, I, I believe it. Like, he said, we really need this. He's on the team. I am living in the same city. We, we'll be partner of training. I will push the boy. I will teach the boy. It's going to be a very good thing for the brand, for him, for us. He deserves it. And then he just dived the team. And now he also helps Quay because he works together. He works helping selling and everything. So it becomes a very good choice to put him together on the team. And I just see him getting better and better and getting a man, mm. you know, very stoked to be on his side because... I know the future will be bright for the kid. I hope so. And we're here to help him and push him forward as we can. And is that it? That's your team? No. I, and then, no. So 
me, Pepe, Max, and Nick, Dalu was on the team beginning of the years, but we didn't have the support Dalu needed. Mm. So he just went to power. And we have some one or two new riders for 2019 team. Ah, okay. Have you decided? Yeah. You guys will see soon. I will not say now. <laughs> To became a surprise, but you like it, bro. You like it. I bet is the is the you know. Cool. You see, you see, you you love the news. Like one guy, I can say already is the. I think, I think no, it's done. Dane, Hannah will ride for Quay Wheels next year. Wow. He's already riding, but he he'll be you know really on our support. So. He's a guy that I really believe is very fast and yeah. he's humble. He's, you know, he's from Canada, Creel. I really like to have someone from there. And, like, if it was about me and I have all the resources, I would help everybody, bro. Yeah. Because, like I said, I have a big passion for the sport. Like, when I see Pepe growing, it's crazy how I feel. It's the same steps. And I see the same in Dana. I see this, you know, mm. I see, when I see this, I really want to help the guys to achieve that. And I can make a very good deal, too, because now I have a brand, I have experience, I have wheels, so we can make a very good package. I will be around, bro. I can, I can make sure to you that I will live by skateboard, and I have a lot to contribute for the sport and industry and riders as well. Mm. Yeah, it's great to hear. Yeah, for sure. So, like now, yeah. maybe we need someone from Australia as well because Max is there. So yeah, he needs someone to 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 work together, right? Let's see. I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to make the brand have more resource, mm. like financial to sell more, to have new stuffs, and became big because I can make sure to you if the brand became bigs. The money will be on skateboard because I don't have many desire in life like to have a BMW or you know to buy a plane or whatever. So if one day the brand, if no, when the brand is very big, I will do a lot of great stuff. Like for sure, I want to have a big team. I want to you know I want to send if I have the opportunity, I I would send Max to race a whole tour. I, I I have sure he would have the ability to become world champion as well. This is a dream we both have. I think my time came bef came before, and I I really looking forward to see him doing again. Mm. Like not again, but doing for the brand again. You know, mm. like I really think Quay is not because I am the owner, but I don't I don't feel like that. I am the owner in paper and responsibility, but. I really think the team is the owner because you know everybody have a slice of the pizza everybody makes it happen everybody's putting content on media is making all all possible to make the brand good so we are doing a great work mm. outside James great work like so I feel very happy when I say this because in the past was a bet I didn't know how it would go, and now, when I look back, like the best thing I ever did, <laughs> make the wheels and 
now I can help people, you know, I can ride my wheels, I don't pay wheels, and I think I have a better wheels than other brands, so this is very great. And who who are your other sponsors? So Honda? Yeah, Honda is my... I, I, I like to say Honda and Quay. Yeah, bearings and grip tape. I like to say Quay and Honda are my sponsors because they pay me. Mm -hmm. And like running trucks, they give me one truck a year. Mm. So they support me. I really, I, I will not say sponsor because I like to value who pay me. Sure. You know? So I just give like exclusive materials and everything for Quay and Honda because they really helped me on their journey and everything. And I understand why the other brands don't do it because it's pretty hard to to help, you know, to, to have the resource to help everybody as is worth it. But you need to go in your re reality, sure. right? So Ronin support me with some trucks. Uh, will support Tacna support Tacna. Tacna from Brazil support me with leathers mm -hmm. one a year and and I have my pucks Marley pucks is a guy that is a big friend we develop everything together so like I kind of develop his pucks so I really believe is the best pucks in the world does he do gloves as well he did gloves as well but it's like a Brazil and small brand so you don't see too much around mm. but in Brazil in Brazil people know a lot and the, he just support me with two stop and gloves so I'm lo I'm really looking forward to have more support because like this year I have to pay some from my my pocket so as I said if some brand came to me and just said like Okay, we we want you on the tour. Okay, if you if you give me the resource, I would go 2019 for sure. Mm. You know, but as I I don't have all the support needed, so because that I'm giving a break of one year and and I I'm I'm really not looking for like another sponsor right now because I really believe in what I'm doing for myself here. So. I, I think it's just a matter of time. It's just when I release the wheels. People were doubting or whatever. Now now I see a lot of guys that used to ride a lot of other brands. Now they want to try the wheels. You know, after see like the damage we make on the tour. So now they want to try the wheels. And I think we'll be just like that with the other stuffs. Like we're doing some special stuffs here that I think every performance rider will want. Mm. So I think, as I said, I think in a matter of time, I will not need sponsor from other brands because maybe I'll have everything yeah. by my own. Yeah. And you've changed so your... let's see, I'm pretty... You've changed your helmet this year, have you? Or last year? Yeah, yeah. This year I changed my helmet. I used to ride Vultura. I even have a pro model from Vultura, but the guys kind of have another job. They have another things to do, and you know, like you, you see the difference when a person. I really love Vultura guys. Like they, they are so nice to me. They always help. They always support when I need it. But it's very hard to talk with them, and very slow to develop with them. So. 
I'm not that kind of guy. I am the opposite. I like to do things fast. If you work to me and you are slow, we have a problem because why don't do now? Why left left for later? No, let's do this later. Let's do this next month. No, bro. The world is, is turning and tomorrow, we, we don't know about tomorrow. We know about now. So I like to do things fast. And mm -hmm. one thing I can tell from New Orders, I'm now official on the team. And one thing I can say from this guy is his work fast, bro. Mm. Like if you ask something to him, like the first helmet he sent me didn't fit me. He just developed a bigger chin in the helmet like in two weeks and sent to me. Like that's the kind of treatment I want, you know. So what's your this is more special model? than money. What's your model? My model is the Blackbird, mm -hmm. but the bigger size he made just for me because my chin is big. Do you think a, the change in helmet um, helped you tuck? Yeah, I think I'm not sure about it. I never really tried the, both helmets, but. This helmet I use now looks smaller than Vulture, so smaller means less surface. So I think this helmet could be faster, in all because you know how I think about helmets. I I always like to think opposite. Like when you someone asks me like this wheels is faster, I don't know they are not slower. I like to think other way. Maybe it's easier sometimes. And these helmets, when you think about helmets like aerodynamic helmets, they're supposed to just be faster. Mm. And the kind of helmet that is the Blackbird with fairing shoulders and everything, they are not just faster. They are faster in tucking and slower in corner. Because in corner, when you're not tucking, they are bigger. Okay. So you, you leave more draft with this kind of helmet in corners. And because this, my model is the long tail. Because what's the deal with the long tail? The long tail is faster in tucking and is also faster in cornering. Ah. So it's just plus. It's faster, faster. The, the fairing one that I use is faster than the long tail in tucking, but slow in cornering. So I just choose the new orders because they are a fairing shoulder, but small. Yeah. So I think it's the right balance about being faster in straight and be not too big for coring. I'm not sure if they're really faster than Vulture, but when I saw Carlos and everything riding this helmet, I said, you know what? Just be the same. You're good. Because then is a skill. Mm. But if you have a worst helmet, it's not good. And I was having trouble to, to talk with the guys from Vulture and this stuff, so I just buy one and start to ride and then like the year have been amazing and then I just said yeah bro let's do something together because I'm using the helmet I want to help your brand I know you work well I start to meet more the the owner and everything so today I'm, I have proud to to help him because I know he's you know he's working hard to to have everything in this stuff your deck it's a are you on a GMR yeah, no, my deck is Black Mamba from Carlos Paixão. Ah. My deck is Kyle Signing. I just used the, the pro model from Carlos. So, like I said, when, when I went to race 2000, I think two things changed a lot for me to, from 2017 because I used to ride a lot of different boards 
during this season. Mm. And when I meet this board, Black Mamba, I remember there's not so many boards in the world that I can say that, but when I put the first time in the foot, I was adapted. The first run, I was feeling perfect. And then I said, bro, this board is special. And then I was world champion too. And this year, the same is the same board. So, one another board that I can say the same is the Max B1 from Busting the Shotgun. It's the same board that Pepe used today. That these two board is the only two boards that I. The first ride I make, I feel like this board is perfect. So I I'm I don't think in build any board or whatever because I'm very satisfied with what I have now, and. I don't know, I think boards is not something that helps you a lot in, in performance. It's just about the feeling. If you feel right, your board is good. So you don't need you know, to, to try to make a better board. It's not like wheels. If you have a good wheel, you grip. If you don't have, you crash. So board is just about, it's, it's just as, if, as I think in a glove. You know, if, you, if, if it's good, it's okay. You don't need the best glove in the world. So this board, I really feel very good, and the results was very good too. So I love how your mind. I love, I love how your mind thinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I said to you, like I'm now on the phase that I want to shred everything with everybody because, man, I really believe downhill it's gonna be big in the future. Mm. And I think this is on my hands and every professional hands because if we support and like nowadays my work is skate. I was in the computer all day. So today I talk with many riders. I made some selling. I, I, I suggest the better wheels. I make rain wheels for some riders. So every day is, is, it's getting, every day it's going like best day ever to me doing this. So. I'm I'm really inspired to keep doing this, and I think the results of this will be amazing in the future. Mm. So let's see. Do you think you design your own deck in the future, or do you don't? I mean, does that interest you? Yeah, this interests me for sure. I think I think that they because I don't like to do things just for business. Like I like I tell you, I really believe the wheels work it mm. and became a very good product because I have a reason yeah. to do this. I believe in energy. So now nowadays I'm satisfied with my board. Okay. I always think to make a board. I try to make a pro model with Honda, but was so hard to work with them because the first time the board came six centimeter bigger. The second time came the same amount of bigger but smaller. <laughs> So we have to do the third time, and this this became like almost a year passing. Mm. And then I changed my mind. I changed my taste. I said, no, I don't want this board anymore. Like this was in the past. So I have a bad experience doing my pro model mm. to talk with the the people and everything. And then I just got the feeling like if you need to do a board to have the right inspiring to studying and do everything, need to be yours. <laughs> Like, if I will make a board, it will be for my brand, and I want to spend the time developing and doing everything, but I don't think I have the, I don't think I am so creative to do boards. I, I don't know how to, 
how to explain this for you. No, no, no. I understand. But like, like wheels is something physical, mm. you know? It, it's, it's like a science. Is yeah, it's mechanical things. Mm. Like I can't understand this looking. Boards is something. It's more more, more like an art, mm. you know. Like because that I I like Carlos board and Max board because these both guys to me they are very good and do this. So I I don't think I am the guy to make a board, but maybe one day I can have a good idea, right? Yeah. Let's see. So. Do you do anything to that um, black mamba? Do you use any torque block or do you put any? Yeah, so I use torque block from five years ago. I always use it. I think I the first time I saw this was with the Lou, and then I started to develop mine. And it was a very long process, like to get the right one for my foot. And I don't think everybody needs torque block, but I don't have a lot of stretch on my back foot because I broke two times mm. when I was young. So besides create that stretch, I bring the bar to the heel. Okay. So I don't need to move as I need to move when I don't have torque blocks. So because that I use it, but I also use to stop and I also put carbon on the board because Black Mamba, I don't know if you know, but Moonshine have a lot of flex on the boards. It's just as a snowboard. I don't know. I don't know what's the theory behind, but they always have a little flex board. Mm. And I was wondering this little flex is good because you feel good. You absorb a lot. But when I try the board with carbon, I feel more grip. I feel more the road as well. Like the vibration is bigger, but I really feel more grip. So less torsional, I believe, is because the board became less torsional. So I use the black mamba that have the perfect shape for me with the carbon, and then becomes perfect. So do you put the carbon on yourself, or does it come from the factory? No, I have a. Yeah, no, I have a guy. Yeah, it's kind of my not my not my my job, but I I I send to put it in a guy, in Brazil, <laughs> professional. So like I like, man, there's a lot of skills. <laughs> Like, so, I mean, like you really I, have I designed your own like, board, haven't you? <laughs> what? You sort of have designed your own board. You're getting someone else's board, you're putting carbon on, and you've got a custom foot block. Yeah. yeah. The foot block I make by my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and do you, sorry, did you say that you use a foot stop? Yeah. I, I'm using now a foot stop that's not released. Later, check my, my latest race. you see, like, how different they are. Carlos, the same guy that makes the board, he created a new kind of foot stop that lock your feet. It's like, it's just as a, a how can I say, it's just as a bar. Yeah. Like a, uh, it's just as a block, but then have a, a hook above the foot, a little hook, like a wave. So when you're coring, you can, if you press the hell, you can also use the fingers to make the coring, to make the, the leverage, you know? Yeah. So you, you're not just above the board, you lock it. So you can use pressure not just in the heel with your weight and gravity because your foot is locked and you have much more power to coring. So I, I swear you, this two stop changed my ride. And I'm using this and like... I just put this just before the race from US and I was feeling perfect there. 
So I will keep using and is now releasing. I think everybody that wants to put a two stop should try this one because even can like I said, when you are just above the board, if you hit the rock, you you jump in the board, right? Yeah. You can lose the contact for a time. With this kind of two stop, you not jump because have a kind of a rook, a hook. Yeah, so, yeah. so this hasn't been released yet. It's not on their website. No, not yet. This is the like Kaisini. Uh, How do you say that? No, no. This is from my my sponsor oh, of pucks. Right, your sponsor of what? The same. The sponsor of pucks. Ah, sorry. Okay, I understand. He made pucks. Yeah, it's Marley pucks. Yeah, he Marley. made pucks. He made to stop. He made gloves, and now he make boards. He have a CNC machine now. So now we have a CNC to play here. So the idea of make my own board. Is closer, you know, because before I, I need to pay a guy to use a CNC. Now I have a CNC close to my house, <laughs> and we can play. Like, let's make a bar like that. So when I have time, I, we want to, to check some stuff. Yeah. Wow, so Marley's really coming along, isn't he? Yeah, he's coming. Like, he man, Marley is a guy that he used to work selling... Uh, how can I say things for women, for hairs, for these stuffs? Yeah. And he started skateboard. He started to do the pucks by hands, just in, in round machines. And then he started to, to to see like, bro, I, I want to do this. He he leave his old job, and he's now doing just skateboard and things with his CNC. Does he have a skate so, shop? Is it actual an actual skate shop or? No, no. He's just working back of his home, his house, and he, man, he he's doing a very good job. Like we have a promoter from Yuri Maggi from Brazil, there is a very good board. I tried and I really like it too. Okay, so things is happening around here. Like I think we we, how can I say we're really working to. I think everybody here thinks the same. Like when the sport blows. We'll be around because we're doing now. You know? Yeah, I'm just looking at that Lurie Maji now. That's amazing. For what? Uh, that board that you're talking about. You're, yeah, it's an amazing one, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is so, that him with the tattoo on his back? Yeah, he have a tattoo. It's the same, it's, it's the same design from the board. Yeah. It's very nice. Yuri is a guy that is, is working a lot to be fast and everything, but I just heard that he didn't have the money needed to do the South American Championship and he had to give up. So, like I said to you, bro, Brazil's, to make money in Brazil is not the, the perfect time. The economy is not the best. Mm -hmm. So because that, I really believe when someone said, like, oh, he's not there because not money, like, it's all the package, bro. To 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 be able to go on the tour and everything, you really need to work yourself out and a lot, and it's very hard. So because that I I said like I really want to have the opportunity to help people. Like if I have the money, I would help Yuri for sure. Mm. I see him training all the year, all the year, like gym, pratco, night runs, everything, and now he don't have the money. This is very sad, you know. Mm. 
But life, it is what it is. I bet God's plan is better for him. So yeah. next time, maybe he will be able to do it. Uh, I mean, it's been it's something that for years and years with uh, in Australia, and I suppose talking to a lot of different people in the industry, what would happen if all those all that talent in Brazil? had the money to travel and race and, you know what I mean, do what they could possibly yeah, know, do and change the world, change the sport. Yeah, like, I, like I, I, I really don't know what to say about it because we have a lot of good riders outside too. Mm. Like, I, I don't know what riders are better because the Brazilians have something special that is the mind. All the Brazilians want to be the best in the world. They all want it. So they all gymming, they all training, they all take it serious. Mm. You know, I bet everybody will have his time to go out and represent the country. Like now is my time. Before it was Carlos' time. Maybe next year, I don't know. I I bet Carlos will be chasing the title next year because he didn't had. He kind of didn't have a season this year. He crashed at Newtons. He crashed Arirang, and then he crashed at Kozakov. Mm. So I bet he wants to make the back, you know? Yeah. And let's see what happens. So I, I bet 2019 will be a good year to, to see around, and I will take advantage of this year off to get very ready for 2020. Mm. It will be great. And as you said about the Brazilians, like... I really wish to see all the Brazilians on track because when was the WC here? I didn't saw many Brazilians like doing so great as I was expecting, you know. I think it's lack of experience, lack of equipment, I'm not sure. But would be great, bro, would be great. We have a guy that calls Pastrana that is a pretty fast guy too. This guy... They said he's one of the fastest. So I, I, I skated with him before, but I, w I don't think he was in his peak of performance. Mm. I was not impressed at that time, but they said they, he's better now. Let's see. I really want to race in Brazil next year, bro, because I want to see these new talents. I, I'm not so around Brazil. You know, all my money I used to spend to, to, to the world. So now if I am here next year, I want to take advantage of this to to be more with the Brazilian and help them. Are you gonna race in Vista Rio? Yeah, for sure. Mm. I wanna like there is gonna be a good race with all the Brazilians. I really want to race the Brazilians here. What events are you planning to do for the rest of the year? After after Vista, none. I think I think. Like, now are you I'm doing um, the Colombian race? No, not going. Like I said to you, like I was, my goal was the B World Championship, mm. and as I believe in energy, as I was telling you, I think I got it, and I need to be satisfied with that for this year. So, are you doing the the Peru race? No, no, no. I just I I just go for Rio yeah. because it's it's gonna be like the 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 extra race mm. to to race against the Brazilians to show. What I prepare for this year for the Brazilians, like I really want to race all the Brazilians there, bro. Mm. Like, like, like you said, we have many good riders. I didn't race there 
outside and to me like I said inspiration is everything and I don't feel inspiring to go to South America I don't feel inspiring to go to Peru right now I just feel inspired to go to the World Cup in Brazil and Pepe is doing all the races yeah Pepe is doing all the races so I really also believe it's good to not that I'm saying that I would win the race or whatever, but as I already got my my result, it's good to let people get their result as mm, well. You yeah, know, yeah. everybody needs to prove something for their family, for the sponsors, for everything. So it's a good it's a good thing when you share the cake. Like I don't want the cake just for me. I already have my big piece this year, so I I'm really looking forward to see new names on the top and make themselves the recognized they they deserve you know so that vista uh vista rio downhill will be a interesting race if um pepe comes back from winning in colombia or peru <laughs> no would, that, that will be a good I race bet. i mean you know you uh you shaping up against pepe who's just been uh you know doing well in the South Africa, South America. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a good race. Whatever he win or not, I believe he's gonna win. But for sure, it's gonna be a good race. Like Pepe have a very good style for corners, so Rio mm. is a cornering place. And I will be ready, bro. <laughs> you you can believe you can believe I will be ready to win here. He might get on like, a roll. I, he what? might get on a roll, you know, like uh, believe that he can come back to Brazil and beat you. Yeah, I bet. Like, it's better he believe this, you know. Do you think he? Like, I think everybody. Do you think he thinks he can? Do you think he believes he can beat you? I think he thinks that, and I think he can beat me for sure, because nobody is unbeatable, you know. Mm. I I don't I I I swear you when I raced I don't think. I am unbeatable because if I think this, I will make mistake. Mm. And I just think I know how to win. And I, I do this, but I don't think nobody is so much better than everybody that can go, you know, all the race the same way and win. So I think where I win from Pepe and these guys is not because I am so much better. Like, I really believe I'm better, but a little bit, not, you know, not farther or whatever. But I really believe what makes the real difference is the thinking, you know, how you think, how you how you perform, and everything. And I think Pepe is learning. Like we raced finals this year at no, let's see the year. Check it out. I raced Newtons with Pepe finals. Yep. I raced Adirang finals with Pepe. I race Verdicchio finals with Pepe. I race Kozakov semifinals with Pepe. I race Gravit and Killington against Pepe as well on the semifinals. So it's six races in a row. I bet he's hungry man, <laughs> to get one of me. So, like, I, I, I swear you, I'm ready for this. <laughs> It's it's great, bro. I love to to you know like 
you can see maybe even my voice. When you put me on the line, I change. <laughs> like we talk and relax about the year, about everything. Now you said about Rio, you and Pepe. So now, now I get excited. Man. I really <laughs> like game. Like now is a goal. Now you know. Now is a challenge, and I, I, I really looking forward to. Like I will say this again. The last year, I remember when I was doing an interview. A girl asked me what surprised me during the year. You know. Mm. Last year, you know what surprised me? All the finish lines, I was alone. I didn't have any like side-by-side -side finish line on the finals. Mm. And something that really surprised me again this year is because this year was the same. So like Newton's, I was ahead. Yep. Arirang, I was ahead, yep. very ahead. Yep. And Kozakov, I was very ahead. Verdicke, well, I was very ahead. And Killington, the same. So I really think in the future, like because one time I will get old, you know, like one mm -hmm. time I, I think I can race until 40. But that time when I get 40, because I, am, I think will be, you know, I prepare myself for a war. I prepare myself to be three guys tight in the finish line. And this didn't happen yet, <laughs> so I I not I'm not sure. I think before before I lose some more title again, I think mm -hmm. this will happen. So like a very tight line, a very tight finish, a very tight. So maybe it will happen at Vista. Maybe it could happen at Vista. Yeah, maybe. Like I really like that track. I think I will go good there. I check it. I saw some videos. It's my style. But for sure, like maybe you happen in Vista, like I, like I told you, I I always ready for this. Mm. I don't like. I think if a guy know how to play his game, he will be together with me because, like, when you have draft, nobody's nobody's so much better than someone when he are in the in his draft. Like if I am faster than a guy that's not fast and he is in my draft, he's faster than me. He can draft me, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that that that's the game. Like, let's see. It's a. I swear you, bro. Like, I I prepared for seven wins this year, and when I look back and see that I did, I kind of got surprised because even even knowing everything I do to prepare, that is very unconventional. Like. I see a lot of people doing gym and doing this stuff. I do much more. I do blind exercise to work my balance. I do the physical part. I do the technical part. I do everything, tucking mirror, everything I do. But even knowing everything, I, I said, like, how did you did? Because the only guy that I know that became close to this was Kevin Reimer. He got five win streak in a year. And that year, he have advantage because he have high high rebound wheels, and nobody else have it. Because nowadays we have a lot of high rebound stuff like seismic, venom, quay, power. At that time that Kevin was racing, just he have the goddess. Mm. He was the head of everybody in technology, and that's what I think. You know. Check this thought that I have. 
when I was studying from all the world champions to see like what they have good, what they have bad, what I was able to absorb from each one, like Adam Person, the Lua, Carlos, everyone have some special sauce. Like Kevin, everybody have some special. And you know what I learned? Like I am the only light guy these days world champion. And you know why Martin Sigrist have advantage in the past and he was world champion as well? Not he was not the world champion because this, but in the past we didn't have grippy wheels or long lasting wheels. So a light guy had advantage. Mm. Not nowadays. Nowadays if you put a bass hundred kilos in a Magnus, the wheels will hold. Yeah. In the past they used to race Kryptonics or or what's the name of the uh, back I eleven? Back 11 yeah. Yeah, but they used to race flywheels and kryptonics. Mm. Like, if you have 80 kilos and foot like a corner with a flywheels, you 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 not have grip enough. No. And I bet the light guys these times have grip. So nowadays, it's, it's a whole different game. Mm. We we need to always be aware for that. That's where I think I I am smart because I really think in all the 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 points, you know. I sometimes I even want to make a map, like a brainstorm about it, because it should be nice to have it. So if 2018 Thiago raced 2013-14 K rhymes, who would win? Thiago. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I I I think. As I told you, my my read, some guys can don't like this, some guys can like it, but my read of the history, I put everything on, on balance. And when I see the year that Kevin was the, the best and he got the five win streak, I can really understand why. Like his Kevin is a monster, man. I think I think my worst loss was for Kevin. When we raced Puerto Rico, I still remember that 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 race because I almost was not seeing him on the finals on the line. He got so ahead, was a patch conditions, and I I'm good at rain and dry, but patchy I'm not. When it's patchy, is a lot of risk. If you trust in a corner and then it's wet, you know. And I remember Kevin just went down full tucking. He put the dry wheels, and I didn't choose to put dry wheels because it was still wet. Mm. And I saw him almost. Crashing two times, but he hold, and then he got like I don't know 300 meters ahead. So Kevin's very good. Like for sure, he can win for me any race. But I think if you take me and him on his prime, I think he would push in front, and I would pass him before the line. No, I agree. I think the the world champion every year is the best skater of all time. And I hope it's always yeah, like because, that, you know, that there's that progression that the the skating gets better yeah. and better. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because it's going to, like I told you, my plan is come back 2020. Very inspired to be the next champion. And I think I really see this happen, you know. Mm-hmm. I, think my, I think I will not race next year. I'm already saying this. First I think, then I start to say, so... Now it's gonna happen, and 2020 I will come back 
much stronger to see who who is the boss. It's gonna <laughs> be. I'm already looking forward. And between this time, I want to break the speed record for sure. Like at at I, I, at the scent. I was with seventy-two. Yeah, I was. I was there. Like did you? I never. We never talk about the speed record, right? Mm. When I raced there, I was after a whole season, and I was with seventy-two kilos. I hit 141 the second day when the hit when the wind hit, but I hit this 141 breaking the tuck into the the descent because the first day we had four or five runs and I never passed 115 before, so I, I came with a setup and I was like completely confused because I was wobbling, I was feeling the floor, I was like getting. Mm bad times there. So then I start to change a lot. I start to change every, everything. I start to move, change bushings, put hard bushings, and then I fuck up my setup. And then the second day, I was like about the top five guys. And when the wind hit, I swear you, I was afraid to fly from my board because when we are hitting more than 140, when you are light, the wind shakes you much more. It's like a little plane and a big plane going fast. Mm. And I was so light for that race. So the, the run that people broke the record, like everybody broke in one run. I know the run it was. That run when I was going down, I got a very ugly wobble. Mm. And then I, I kind of like, bro, you want to go good at home. I, I remember that thought. Mm. And then I opened my chest for some seconds, and I even hit 141. Wow. So after this run, I'm just talking with this confidence that I can hit more than 146 because after I, I have sure I break more than 5K that run. And if the record is 146 and we got the same condition as that day, like I feel pretty confident that I can break this record, and this is for sure one goal that I have, and I do it. No, I, I think. I believe that. I you think. Will. I I will say you what I'm gonna do. I think if I put 80 kilos in the body to go there. At when I went there last time, I was with a very flexible board, and when you have flexible board, you lose energy mm. because the twist. So. Nowadays I have stiff board, so if I go stiff board, 80 kilos, I have a harder wheels now that is powered in 83. I was with 80, and right set up because the third day of the event, we I made two runs. The first run I was the fastest from the run, and I was not with my boat speed suite and everything. I just put the speed suite. And that's it. Like the the day I was riding, the fast I was with like a bicycle. How can I say? It's just a speed suite for the shoes and everything. Mm -hmm. So the third day I didn't have anything of this. And the first run I was the fastest. And the second run I was the second. And then I we, I just filmed one run and stopped it. And after seeing this, I said, bro, you know what happened? I just I just deal it with the road in the third day. Because have you ever saw a video of me and Max riding that road? No. We have a drag race there. Really? Like, is it on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, it's a check it out, top speed. 
world record, you you will be able to find the raw run for the road. And that run, I was I pushed in front, and Max have all the way to get me. He 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 load the draft and put two times siders, and he came back. Like when he put siders, he he didn't have power enough to pass, and I was getting more speed again. So Max hit 144.4, 2k from the record. What really happened to me in that race is that when I start to wobble, I put all white in my trucks of bushing. I put all 98, wondering that all 98 would be more stable. But it's wrong. When you go like above 130 or 140, you need softer bushings because when you get the wind, you become light. And to be able to control the board, if the board is too stiff, you can, like, the board will go straight along, you, you know? Mm. You got the feeling. Like, the, the last day that I filmed this video, later check this video. Yeah, I've got it up I on the screen right ICT, now. I put all YST that's softer, is like 95, mm. and I never feel so stable in that road like this day. And I don't think it was because the speed. I think it was because the, my setup was very tight, and when I got the wind, I was no without control my board. Mm. So for for the next time, I think from the first run, I will be able to to take everything from myself, and I didn't feel I did that before. So let's see. I'm pretty stoked to come back there. Like Pete, Pete made a very great record. Like mm. I was surprised that I was expecting maybe the Lua. Maybe Adam Purse, I don't know, but Pete, Pete went and made it. So very nice to him. Very happy that he raised the bar. But let's see. I'm really looking forward to 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 hit maybe 160. <laughs> like I'm really, I really believe I can do this if I have like I hit 141, open the chest. Mm. Let's see if I just make the tuck that run. I would be able to do one for four, one for five, I don't know. But if I have the weight and all the experience I knew I learned on that road after the first time I really believe like I can beat this record. I'm stoked, bro. I I I'm pretty stoked to if I do this with less weight than everybody, it will be very nice mm. for for it will be a very great achievement because I, I'm not the heaviest guy. No. But let's see. Let, check that video later. Max hit 144. Check how he drafted me and tried to pass. What you think is that difference? I think it's some 5K. Yeah. No, it's good that you've, um, you've got something to uh, focus on other than just winning another world championships. Yeah, for sure. Also, I want to go to KNK, bro. KNK is for sure one place that I love to go. I never went there. Like, full days of skate, you know. Mm. Let's see. But, yeah, life is going good, bro. Thanks for the opportunity to, to share. Oh, dude, I, thank you I for spending so much time talking. It's uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. No worries. Do you have any uh, shout-outs? Yeah, for sure. I want to say thanks for my sponsors. I already say a lot about them mm -hmm. on the talk, but they are the guys that support me to do everything. So it's Quay Wheels, Honda, 
Longboards, Ronin Trucks, Marley Pucks, New Olders, and Tacna Leathers. And I want to say thank you for everybody that was on the tour this year. Like, it's been amazing times. I know, I always think, like, if it was not everybody, it was not going to happen because just happened because everybody. So thank you, everybody, to, to be around and make everything happen. And, yeah, that's it. I'm looking forward to, to see everybody as soon as possible. As I post today, like, as I'm back home, I, I am already missing that vibe. And that's it. Like, I'm working here in very good stuff for you guys. And pretty soon, I'll have a gift, <laughs> one gift for everybody. I can't wait. Good luck at uh, Rio, at the Vista. Thank you, bro. And thank you. thanks for chatting, dude. And that's the end of my conversation with Thiago. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I must say that when I finished that interview, I was buzzing. My hands were shaking. I just uh, thought... I just captured so much and it was an interview I'd been chasing for a while when Chago said that he cuts himself off when he's preparing for racing. That includes everything, even like interviews. I arranged certain times and so forth in the middle of the season to interview Chago, and they just never happened. I'm so glad it finally happened. It was the end of the season. We captured so much. So what's next? We have, I've got a few lined up. We, uh, I've got the Skateboard Collector one next. Hopefully I'll have that one up on the weekend. And then we have an interview at Subsonic. And then maybe some Laguna Beach Downhill. I've got an interview and I'm chasing Les from Flat Spot Skate Shop. I will corner you for an interview I mean at this stage it might be easier to actually jump on a flight and fly to Vancouver the other person I'm chasing for an interview is Jeff Boudreau so if you know Jeff or he answers your DMs or your emails tell him Hop is looking for an interview and I will for Jeff I will get on a plane if I have to get on a plane and knock on his front door That's what's going to happen. Okay, that's it. Catch you on the next one. Hop out.